Hello and welcome to the Making It in Asheville podcast, where each week we sit down with an Asheville-based entrepreneur, small business owner, maker of something, and ask them what they are making and how they are making it in Asheville. And this week is a very exciting week. We are joined by Karen Mullins of Digestive Warrior. Uh, and I have a lot of questions because in our home, some of you might know Sarah, we're, we're like really starting to dial in our awareness of what food, mm. what its effect on our bodies are. And I feel like I might be in really good company to start like <laughs> going from zero knowledge to like one, whatever the first smallest step might be. So welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And so yeah. uh, give us at a high level like Digestive Warrior, what's going on with your business, your brand? Yeah, gosh. Um where to begin? So I launched the company about six and a half years ago. Um, it, For people listening in the future, that's like late teens, so 2017 or so? 2016, 2017? Yes, okay. 2017, cool. yes. Um, and it just began with a vision. It began with a dream of really just, I really just wanted to build, actually at the time, um, e-commerce wasn't really on my agenda for the business. It was really, I wanted to build a platform and community for people that had really, really suffered with chronic digestive illnesses. Mm -hmm. um, I love to write, so I wanted to like write blogs. I wanted to build a community. I wanted to educate. Um, and so that that's kind of where it began. And then I got fascinated with um, a very specific type of probiotic, um, definitely not a conventional probiotic. And um, because of my um, passion for this product, I, was, I decided to begin offering it on my website. And um, sooner than later, I, I became somehow became sort of the face behind this probiotic and kind of um, built a really strong relationship with this company and the microbiologist that launched that company. And, um, and, and I was the first one ever to sell it online. And so I went from being, uh, completely unknown to within a matter of, you know, four to six months to it, it literally just blew up and I had to scramble really quickly to get all the things in place to all of a sudden have an e-commerce business. I so. cannot wait to double click <laughs> into this story. Let's start with um, what what is the probiotic? So I, I, I'm not even fully aware of what a probiotic is. I think like uh, yogurt has probiotics in it mm. or something. That's yeah, what they, I mean, that's what like you think that, right? unfortunately. So, like, so, so what, uh, I, I think I might only play with uh, amateur biotics right yeah. now. What is a professional biotic? Unfortunately, the probiotic industry is such a scam. It's just complete and utter fraud. I hate to say that because so many people, you know, you drop 30, 40, 50 bucks or who knows even more these days on a probiotic and it's typically dead by the time it hits the shelf because most companies don't pay to have them shipped you know, and on like ice. climate control, okay. Yeah, so it's typically dead before it hits the shelf. But then even if it's alive, let's say they paid for the best shipment, you know, it, once it hits the acidity of the stomach, hmm. it's dead, dead. It's gone, gone. So, um, and so that's been proven. There's like tons of literature on that now. Unfortunately, not many people know that uh, because the, the probiotic industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. You know, so it's just dollar signs. And unfortunately, probiotics do almost nothing. So is or is a like what is kimchi? Is kimchi? Yeah, it's like a fermented food. Is it there is. probiotics in it that? It is. There are. Okay. There are natural probiotics okay. in that as well. And once again, if they survive the acidity of the stomach, great. I think a little bit more in food naturally is able to, but. Mm, I'd say minimal. Okay. I, you know, I know tons of people with, you know, digestive, well, over the years since I have been in this business, you know, if somebody has IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and you say, oh, well, just eat kimchi and drink kombucha and yogurt, you know, it usually makes them worse because these foods are really, really off the charts high in histamines, mm. which cause We're even anti. more inflammation. We're so, anti those. Yes, you don't want histamine. Histamine load just causes more more inflammation and irritation. Okay. So um, there's just a lot of misinformation out there, hence okay. why I 
you know, Digestive Warrior was born mm-hmm. is because I really wanted to dispel these kind of myths and these fads out there that are useless at best and at worst making people worse. You wow. Know? Yeah. A, <laughs> that, that you were way outside of my depth at this point. Um, but what is, what would be, like, what is a good... Uh, so the company yeah. that I partnered with when I first launched the business, Microbiome Labs, um, they do what's called soil-based strain probiotics. Ah. And soil-based strains are so, so different. And um, actually when they were, they they were a thing in like, like the 1920s, 30s, 40s, they were actually um, prescription in hospital settings. Doctors wrote them as prescriptions for gut infections or whatever in hospital settings. Then they they did away with that because then of course big pharma was born right because they actually worked because they soil based strains actually survived the acidity. And the I'm stomach. hearing soil and I'm thinking dirt and we're thinking it's, it's literally from the dirt. They're so literally strains from the dirt. My, my mother has this story and this is you know <laughs> my, my grandfather has a story about my mother when she was an infant uh, having like so this is I think worms would be the thing having got parasites parasites and, yeah and he took her to like the Italian witch doctor in the neighborhood and she gave her dirt yeah yeah it's 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 amazing i mean it, it it's and it's kind of simple when you think about it but these strains from the dirt are hardy as hell i mean they huh. survive anything they can withstand over 400 degrees temperature they um you know they they don't need refrigerated and they absolutely survive the acidity the acidity of the stomach and so they're still used in hospitals all over Europe. Sure, um, not in the states. Um, so once once the big pharma came and they weren't a thing here in the U.S., um, it was like gosh, probably twenty five years ago, a natural practitioner. Uh, produced a product, actually, um, Garden of Life. You might have heard of that brand. It's common in Whole Foods, whatever. The owner of that company had Crohn's disease, almost died from digestive disease. So I got I got well-versed with soil-based strains then. Um, then he ended up selling the company to Nestle, of all, company, of all things. Yeah, then the product was like never the same. And so um, then the soil-based strains just disappeared really from the U.S. market, at least a quality version of them, um, until microbiome microbiome labs became um, a thing. And this microbiologist um, sort of um, resurrected them. And yeah, so I became kind of the face behind that probiotic for many years and and sold an obscene amount of bottles of, of that product. And then that company started making more products. Yeah. So then slowly my inventory grew of what I was offering on my site. Yeah. And then I had always been a supplement geek yeah. and I um, just started adding more companies to my online store. And then that's just sort of how I got to be where I'm at today. Now I have, how many companies do we offer? I think I don't know, somewhere between 30 and 40 different companies. And um, I somehow became the top seller for most of those companies and have amazing relationships with these with these companies because these are not your traditional conventional products. They're not. In fact, 90% of the products that we offer on our site are not offered in stores or on Amazon or anything like that because they're what's called uh, practitioner-only products. So they're products that you can literally only purchase from a practitioner, someone with a license, because they're, they're pharmaceutical grade, they're the best of the best, they're heavily researched. Many of the companies are associated with you know, doing studies with Harvard's University School of Medicine and this university mm-hmm. and that university. So um, the products are really, really unique, cutting edge to say the least. And um, I love learning. You know, I'm just constantly learning from these companies and going to conferences and meeting other practitioners and doctors and listening, you know, lectures and and, and doing some of that myself as well. And mm. so it's it's been a whole lot of fun. It going from just having 40 products to sell is a, no, 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 40 vendors. I know, I know. Oh, That's okay. so, like, having 40 products is a yeah, I it's think a we meaningful sell, operation. It's like we're, we're getting close to uh, we sell over 2,500. We're, we're 
creeping up towards over 3,000 products. Again. There's a chance that if you're watching on YouTube, and I can't promise it, but if you're watching on YouTube, we might have footage and or just photos of your <laughs> space. It, there, it's just over on the other it side is, of these walls yeah. uh, to give a sense of what that uh, looks like. Because that's, yeah. that's, um, that's, that's a lot. That's, I mean, that's, that's so much. So um, we're going to pause here. We'll come, we'll get like in, in a movie scenario. It's like, all right, we've now seen the, you know, middle scene. We're going to go back to the beginning. Uh, you have a curiosity, you get relate, you get connected maybe even before that. Wh what is the beginning of digestive warrior? How does it start? Um, well, it started cause I, like I said, I had a dream and a vision to just, I, so I guess really it started when I was 15. Hmm. That's really when it started. Cause when I was 15, I was diagnosed with a chronic inflammatory bowel disease is in, is the category that it's under. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Hmm. So, um, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease are both inflammatory bowel diseases and they're very serious. Um, you know, eventually you, you know, those are the people that need colectomies, you know, and uh, a bag, essentially, mm. um, for those that don't know what that is. Um, and so I got diagnosed with a very severe illness when I was 15, and I was pumped full of medication my entire high school experience. While I was at a performing arts high school um, as a dancer, already dancing and, and singing professionally. And so um, it, I would say it, it started to really impact uh, my dance career by the time I was like 18, probably, because it's a progressive illness or can be. And so things just sort of started to down spiral that drugs weren't really working. Um, so I ended up not being able to, even though I got a full scholarship for dance at a private university outside of Chicago, I ended up having to go back home to Cincinnati, transferred to the University of Cincinnati, changed majors, became a communications major. Um, because I, the, it just wasn't going well. I just couldn't, you know, I was, I couldn't make it through a dance class without running to the bathroom 18 mm -hmm. times, you know, and I was in pain and I could barely eat and I had lost, you know, 20 pounds and just, you get very, very sick. Um, and so, um, is, is part of the treatment like antibiotics? Like, no. Okay. Cause, no. cause you hear some horror stories that like antibiotics destroy gut biomes. They absolutely do. My goodness. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. no, um, there's not a lot of great, it's, it's really like damage control with inflammatory bowel diseases, unfortunately. And, um, really high doses of steroids mm. is really, I was hospitalized many times, um, throughout my life and until I, I got well. And, um, yeah, they have some other medications that I was on high school that kept it at bay during high school, but then later you move on to insanely high doses of steroids and well. then a form of drugs called biologics, which I was also on after a time. So, which is, has some parallels to chemo and it's really nasty infusions that you go every six, eight weeks to get. And so I was really, um, struggling for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and I imagine at some point there's like an inflection point in the timeline, something starts to change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and after, um, college, I, I somehow finished, I got really, you know, I was still very sick. I got really intrigued by alternative medicine. Even as a teenager, I, before I was sick, I was interested in like herbs and natural things that was not part of my upbringing, mm -hmm. but it was, it always intrigued me. So then when I got sick, I just gravitated more towards, um, that world because the, you know, the world of, of drugs wasn't really doing much, but maybe keeping me alive, mm. um, which, you know, was a good thing. Um, but so I decided to, um, go to graduate school for, um, Chinese medicine. So I became a, uh, a doctor of oriental medicine, um, which was a great experience. I mean, it was phenomenal. I was in Santa Fe, New Mexico and, um, I had a, uh, a really great time learning from, it was MDs straight from China um, that were my teachers and they were just so full of so much wisdom. Um, it did nothing for my illness, did absolutely mm. nothing for my condition. Um, Chinese medicine, acupuncture, herbs, it did absolutely nothing. So um, 
you know, but it was, but it was a good start. It was like a doorway into, uh, you know, many, many different worlds of, uh, of alternative, you know, healing and natural health. And so, um, so I don't regret it, you know, but are you like, is, has a brand started through any of this? Like is, uh, as you're on this earlier days of your like quest, are you documenting and telling the story or, okay. Not at all. I was like very um, isolated many of those years because I was very sick. So it's a lot to just sort of get through the day. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do grad school, but then you come home and you collapse, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. or, you know you're just it's a very different experience than it somebody else would have through trying to get through a graduate program or even college. Being sick, you know, it took a lot. Yeah. So um, no, there was no actively sharing anything at that point. Okay. Yeah. And so now you're a doctorate of Eastern medicine in yeah. some form or another. Yeah. And were we maybe you have like the toolbox by which to go deeper in literature or or studies or something. Yep. Um and dots start connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Then I found what's called functional medicine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's um Gosh, it's, you know, I almost think it's kind of an integrative approach. So they really recognize like Western biochemistry and um, they're very into preventative medicine. They do a lot of, they're really into root cause is kind of functional medicine's thing. So um, they, they really dive deep into what, what is the root cause of, 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 of this illness or illnesses. Um, and I, that field fascinated me because it was this really great blend of alternative medicine and preventative medicine, natural medicine, but, you know, recognizing, um, the strengths of Western medicine, which, you know, there, there's a lot there. And I, I had never been open to that prior to. Mm. And so, um, you know, for example, now I do, I still, I work with, patients all the time. And I do, um, really unique, uh, lab work, very, very, um, niche lab work on every patient, um, testing that regular MDs don't most don't do unless they're also into functional medicine, which now there's, I think almost 300,000 functional medicine MDs in the country, which is amazing. Um, so I got certified in that right next to, um, you know, a thousand other MDs, um, and that was just super cool um, that so many, you know, Western doctors these days are, are opening their, you know, their minds sure. to, to, you know, combining what they've learned um, with a little bit more of a natural approach and using drugs, but using drugs only when you, if and when you have to, right. but there's a million other things you can often do before that, you yeah. know. Um, so the lab work I do is is super cool. It's like testing for heavy metals and parasites and environmental toxins. So, um, you know, things like pesticides and plastics, all these things that we're consuming constantly now in these modern day times, mm-hmm. just by walking outside and breathing or, you know, you can't eat organic all the time and water that we're exposed yeah. to who, sure. where, uh, comes from every angle. Right. And so testing for environmental, environmental toxins and molds hmm. and, um, nutritional deficiencies and, uh, you know, all these really niche, unique things that typically aren't tested for, sure. um, because we all have these really high toxic loads these days. Um, and these, you know, it's sort of like once the cup overfloweth, yeah. uh, the body can't just you know, kind of keep going. Sure. And, um, and so once we address the toxins or the molds or the parasites or who knows what we find in that, in those deep dives, um, I, I just see these magical transformations often. And it's, you know? that, did that happen to you at about this time in the yes, timeline? Yeah. Mine was, um, a, a lot more layered sure. and there's like a lot more behind that, probably a whole, whole different episode, but yes, <laughs> essentially, I, I was able to discover what was actually going on with me because I mostly think labels are bullshit, <laughs> having been in this field now for quite a while sure. and um, and doing the work that I do and working with and doing the lab work that I do. And um, it's just amazing to me. I never get sick of it, you know, seeing somebody that's been diagnosed with something that really kind of, you know, it's like IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. I call it irritable bullshit. <laughs> um, what What is that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's this umbrella term 
for anybody that walks into a doctor's office that is having a really hard time digesting. I mean, IBS is nothing, you know, on a scale of one to 10, IBS is like a two to a four in comparison to IBD, Crohn's and colitis, because Crohn's mm-hmm. and colitis, you're too much information, gushing blood, sure. and they eventually need to, you can't live like that. Yeah. So, um, but IBS nonetheless, it's still like, it's a quality of life thing. You know, you know, you want to be able to go out to dinner with friends and mm-hmm. you want to be able to, you know, not have so much like gas that you're just constantly embarrassed and yeah. you know, these things that we're afraid to talk about. Um, but I'm not afraid to talk about it cause I'm, I'm the digestive warrior and, yeah. um, you know, people email me, you know, pictures of their stool their poo all the time in the toilet and i love it because we have we offer the most cutting edge on products in the market for parasite cleansing nothing even comparable i swear there's this company that just has nailed it and um i mean you take this this you do this kit and we all have parasites we all do i promise you if you have a pulse you have parasites but we live in you know homeostasis with these parasites and it's normal unless once again that cup overfloweth and they get out of balance, you know, and that's when they start really causing problems. And so people take pictures of all these like tapeworms and, you know, uh, rope worms and all these things. And they, and then all of a sudden, like they have energy again, or mm. the rash disappears, or they, you know, are digesting food in ways that they haven't in 10 years. And they're actually like their depression goes away sure. and mental health. Oh my gosh, that's like a, a real thing these days that I think we're all um, you know, face from time to time. So yeah, it's just amazing when you really, really unravel, you know, the root cause of what's going on. Um, the, the, how much I can just help people. Sure. And it's just so cool. Hello. Are you watching on YouTube, listening on your favorite podcast player? If you're not on YouTube, perhaps consider it because behind us, you would notice that we are in an absolutely beautiful space and that space is our season sponsor, Ernest Ready-Made Warehousing. And so if you're not familiar with Ernest, uh, it is fantastic. I am joined here by my wife, Sarah Ubertaccio, founder hey. of QB Cucina, and one of Ernest's newest clients. Yeah, excited to be back on the podcast. Great to have you back. Episode 110, if you haven't listened before. But what we want to talk about today is why you chose Ernest and what makes Ernest stand out, let's say, compared to uh, finding a new office space in town to fulfill from. As a very high level, Ernest is a 30,000 square foot facility on Sweeten Creek, just south of Asheville. Huge facility, beautiful facility. Uh, why did you choose to go with Ernest instead of any other place in Asheville? Yeah, well, I have a small growing business, e-commerce. We sell pasta tools and Italian kitchenware. And we currently outgrew the space that we were in and really needed um, a different kind of space. And so I love Ernest. I love the fact that uh, as we grow, Ernest can scale with us. So they have different sized co-warehousing spaces. Um, so if we if we grow bigger, we can just quickly move over to a different space within the same building, which is a really huge time saver. I also really love that they have daily, sometimes multiple times a day, um, pickups from UPS, FedEx, and USPS. So we don't have to worry about packages getting lost or stolen, and our team doesn't have to drop them off at the post office. And it just saves us all a bunch of time and headache. Um, and also they have temperature controlled rooms, which for a business like us, we, one of our products is pasta flour. It's really sensitive to temperature. It's really, really important for us to make sure that our products are secure and not, um, not getting damaged while they're being stored in our warehouse. Um, and I love all the other amenities. I love they have a photography studio so we can quickly photograph our products. They have a full break room. Um, they have co-working space that we're able to use for our meetings with team members and other people um, that may come to, to see us. And then just the sense of community being around other uh, small businesses is something that we currently don't have. And I'm really, really looking forward to, to connecting with others here. I love that. EarnestReady.com if you've not uh, visited that before. Or you can check out makingitinashville.com forward slash Ernest. And we have a bunch of information about the partnership we've built for this season, as well as some perhaps special discounts and incentives. If you happen to be a e-commerce business or the right fit for Ernest, you should definitely check out makingitinashville.com forward slash Ernest, E-R-N-E-S-T. And back to the episode. Hey, that's wild. Uh, there will be no photos of that on the YouTube channel, rest assured. Uh, but uh, so let's, I'm going to, I'm going to punch in and, and attempt to be slightly more targeted here. So it's 2017 digestive warrior uh, begins. And it sounded to me that like, there's uh, some level of like 
uh, influencer business might be the model where it's like, I'm going to create uh, content. It's going to be like content focused um, audience aggregation, maybe courses, maybe information product. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I, am I exactly. close? Yes. Is it like a Marie yep. Forleo? Was she in your radar? Were you following Marie Forleo or no. anything? Okay. Don't, know who that well, is. don't have to. <laughs> um, so how, like, take me through business model concept 2017 or so as Digestive Warrior uh, begins to take flight. I didn't even know what a business model was mm-hmm. <laughs> 2017. I mean, that's probably an exaggeration, but I mean, I had no business model. I had no agenda. Like I said, I just wanted to say something. I wanted to have a voice online. I wanted to say some things. I wanted to write blogs. I wanted to build a community. I wanted people to be able to email me Mm -hmm. and ask questions. I wanted to, it was also just a very healing experience for me to, you know, digestive warrior. I mean, I would, I always, um, you know, there were times in my illness where I was just, it was so, it was so low, you know, being in a hospital telling me they're, they're going to, you need to take my colon out and I'm 80 pounds and I'm, you know, these hard life decisions. Should I get my colon taken out? Mm-hmm. I, my quality of it. And I just started gravitating towards, you know, things like I started collecting swords. I started watching, you know, certain kind of movies, you know, Xena. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and, uh, and it just really, I, it just helped, you know, yeah. these, these, this, um, I don't know, these like avatars, you know, yeah. that I clung to. Yeah. And so that just became my my brand was trying to to really spread that um that vibe, you know, essentially of like, you got this, like yeah. we can do this, like together, like I've got your back. Like I really wanted to help people cultivate that warrior spirit because I somehow was like really born with that. Yeah. I was really born with a like this flair of like being a detective, like really trying to figure out like autoimmune. It's freaking bullshit. Excuse my language. My logic has on this podcast. That's just bullshit. Autoimmune, my immune system attacking itself. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I got diagnosed at 15 and I looked right at my mom and I was like, this has absolutely nothing to do with my immune system. Mm. I was 15. I didn't even know what autoimmune was. Yeah. Never heard it before. So I just always had that. And then, I just wanted to, I just created the brand because I really just, that, that was that was it. I just wanted to help spread that that mentality and spirit in fighting for your health. And, and, and I also have, because of my experience, the, the people that gravitate towards or, you know, that resonate with me and my work and my website and the products, they're not typically, I mean, we do have people that order from us that are, as healthy and normal as you, and they just want to be on a, a real probiotic and learn more about digestive health. We do have those customers, but I would say 70 to 80, percent of my customer base, they're really sick. Mm. They're really sick. And chronic illnesses, it's just increasing sure. in our society. And, and well, in our, we, we sell internationally. So it's all over the world. So the people all over the world can have access to these products. And so, um, you know, it's, it's people that are really, really struggling people with other people with Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis and people that are miserable with IBS and other gut infections, you know? Sure. Um, and now we sell also products for, I also specialize in Lyme disease and mold. Um, and so these, these, this patient population of people are suffering, you know, and they need, they need some sort of like story symbols, mentality to cling to sure. you know and so you send up the the bat sing signal so to speak of the digestive warrior is it a wordpress website you're you're creating your own blogs 2017 you could have been writing on medium how are you telling the story what did it was it yeah i mean i had a much simpler website at the time mm-hmm. um but it was um not wordpress but it was like Wix? no it was actually a little fancier magento oh yeah um, okay yeah the, i had yeah. magento i had a a I had a kick-ass developer. Um, we've ha- since uh, switched over to, jumped over to Shopify just because it's more conducive for e-commerce. For sure. But I had a nice website yeah. on Magento and I wrote blogs through there. And um, and Magento, I mean, that was, so there was, a, seems like there would have been a vision to sell, sell things. It's not. There was not. No, when I first, oh, wow. when I hired my developer at that time, I had no idea I was going to sell product. I just, cool. you know, Magento is, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be e-commerce. It can just be. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
Awesome. What, what, what was the first, who, what, what type of customer was your first customer? Was it a coaching client? Was it a, um, like how, what was the first revenue into the business? It was just selling this one probiotic. Got it. So you got hooked up with them and did, is that at the same time? Like, were you like, oh, okay, we're going to launch, uh, this probiotic, I'm going to create a brand. Uh, no, okay. No, I, like I said, I had no intention when I launched, I just sort of where to sell anything. So for the first, it wasn't that long. It, I, I, it was for the first like four months, I was just writing blogs. I was trying to figure out how am I going to get my voice out there? How am I going to create community? How am I going to, you know, educate, yeah. you know, is it, am I going to do a YouTube channel? Am I going to do social media? These I are all the questions. social media. These are all so. the questions that I'm, um, I yeah. But, so I was just really pondering. And then microbiome labs, this microbiologist launched his company and I saw the product and nobody was selling it online. So I thought, huh, soil based organism probiotics, they haven't been around in the yeah. U S in 15 years. Yeah. I got to get this to people. Sure. And it started with just the passion of, I got to get this out to people. I got to get my blogs out to people. I got it. And then I got to get this. So there was only, there was like a four month period where I had no idea my business was going to end up e as an e-commerce selling anything. Amazing. It and, was just, and so then there's a product and it's so compelling and it's so on brand for you. And it makes so much sense that, um, the, the content is a perfect, you know, compliment yep. to this solution, Perfect. right? Yep. Uh, where does the content live? I'm thinking 2017, it seems like there could be Facebook groups that are like, you know, yes, click my link. Yes. Buy my product. Um, what were the channels that worked early? Because to be a top seller, uh, we talked before the cameras were rolling, like you win these big trips these days. And so we were <laughs> saying early days, we're not, you know, there yet, Yeah. but, um, you know, what, what mechanisms worked uh, well, in your business? Well, there were several things. I can tell you first and foremost what it wasn't. Okay. It was not social media huh. because I've always really disliked social media. I'm actually in this space where, well, I did open a Facebook business page. I would post randomly. Then I stopped Facebook altogether, got an Instagram page. I probably post once a month, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Sometimes it's like every six weeks. I just never wanted that to be the thing. I mostly feel like, and this is nothing against you or anybody else that loves social media, but I just felt, I always felt like for me, it was just, it felt toxic. I just felt like there was this comparison thing I would always do for when sure. I've gone there and having been sick most of my life, like there were a lot of things that I wasn't able to cultivate in my life. Like, you know, my thirties, I was hospitalized on and off so much that it was like dating. Like yeah. I didn't get married and have kids, you know, all these things. So I'd go on social media and just, feel the, yeah. you know, so I didn't want that to be the channel because I just got this icky feeling when I did it. So that wasn't it. Yeah. Um, so what was it? Well, this is crazy, but it really became a very organic build. I, well, I started going to a lot of conferences. Okay. So I started meeting, um, it, as I was making all these relationships with these companies, I was going to more and more conferences and meeting all these many, many doctors and naturopaths and chiropractors and you name it in the field of medicine. I was meeting them at conferences. And then I, um, I wrote a book and the book was called, um, is called, uh, wake up to the truth behind Crohn's disease. Because even though I don't have Crohn's disease, there was, um, all this new information that came to light on Crohn's disease about it's been unraveling for the last 10 or 12 years and that it's not autoimmune, that, that it's actually infectious. Um, and there was all these like medical papers and journals published papers on it, but the lay person is, is not reading the medical journals. You know what I mean? They're I'm just not. not. And it was, since it was such new information, I decided I'm just going to write a really lay interpretation of all this new science that's coming out. And because people have to know, mm -hmm. you know, this is, I mean, even though I, like I said, I didn't have Crohn's disease. It's in the category of inflammatory bowel diseases. It's a close cousin to close of what I dealt with. Mm -hmm. Still the end result is usually a colectomy, a bag, you know? And so I just sort of had to write this book. And book. It's an ebook. Sure. It's 60 pages long. I'm not some amazing writer, but it was just witty and funny and simple enough to get it to the average person or the lay person that's sure. not reading medical literature. literature. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. one of those people who's not. And so was this book on 
your website? Was this it book was. on Amazon? It was. The book was on my website okay. and the book is on Amazon Kindle and it just went places. Was, was, and I never anticipated it going. Was Amazon like a major driver? No, or, no, Amazon wasn't. It really became, my business at that time really became so much word of mouth, a lot of networking and these conferences, yeah. these, and still to this day, I don't know how many emails we get, my customer service girls get a week or emails I get my doctor recommended, I told me to, to come to your site to buy the products. My naturopath directed yeah, me to so your site to get the products. That's something that I just kind of pieced together a moment ago when you were talking about the conferences. Yeah. It seems that your customer might have customers. So like, because you, you mentioned like uh, it's a product type where it needs to be, not necessarily prescribed might not be the right word, but like. Essentially it does. If you go to a doctor's office, they would prescribe it. Right. To you. A, so they would need to be a chiropractor or a natural chiropractor or whatever. Yep. Some license to be able to exactly. deliver this. Yep. So you're selling into those type of offices? Today? I'm not selling. Oh, I have, but have. no, that's not, not my way. I found some crazy loopholes and some ways to be able to sell these products online without somebody actually coming to see me with a prescription. Um, I can just sell online to who anybody, anybody that creates like an account on my website can purchase, even though they are considered like prescription practitioner only products. I felt really passionate about doing this because here were these amazing products, products that were so unique and actually helping. There's so much garbage out there in the supplement world. I mean, sure. Yeah. Half of it, more than half of it, even, even half the stuff at Whole Foods, I'm sorry to say. It's yeah. just garbage. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's certain, just garbage, that, I'm so. certain that's true. And placebos work. So I'll, sometimes, 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 not always. Yeah. I wish, I wish they always <laughs> did, but sometimes they do work. They, right? they have to be accounted for. At least. Yes. And, right. And so I felt really passionate about, and, and, and with some of these companies it took a lot of finessing yeah. and finagling, um, to, to get them to allow me to do what I'm doing. But I saw a niche business. I saw an opportunity um, where, you know, maybe there was one company or one doctor selling a couple of these products from one of these vendors. And maybe there was another company, a chiropractor online office that had created a little e-commerce thing. And they were selling like three or four different ones from their yeah. office practitioner only. But there was nobody really selling like all the practitioner only products yeah. in one space, and in one know. spot. And that's what I did. How interesting. I'm like fascinated by like the, you know, the intricacies and the details in this particular and in e-commerce in general. That's why the season is an e-commerce season. Um, and, and you mean to tell me that word of mouth and content is like, was and has been the driver? Like it seemed to me that, you know, you, you might be, there might be like some strong digital ad Later engine. on, that came okay. later on. And I really, truly mean that I blew up way before I even knew what like Google ads, Google sure. shopping was. Got it. So um, I had a commercial space in a warehouse way before I had even, you know, Google um, marketing yeah. in place. Now, of course we do. Yeah. yeah. And I have a... Um, you know, people that work for me that handle all that. But yeah, it is, I mean, exponentially increased sales, of course. With that. Now, you know, you Google one of these products online and yeah. we're typically the, we pop up. Amazing. Um, so we're, uh, at what point after the first product did a vision for like being this source of practitioner only uh, products begin to crystallize. So you, you, there's a point that I think we've gotten some clarity on. It's like, I just wanted to tell a story. I wanted to create mm -hmm. a community. Yep. Um, then you're like, Oh, well there's this product that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I do community. I do stories. If I do a story, I could sell the product. This is a win-win yep. at some point. There's a vision that changes for what the future might yeah. look like. Yep. Um, describe about what's going on at that point and what some of the changes you made perhaps operationally or strategically uh to start to realize this new sure, future of yeah. like we're going to be the spot that right. people come to for this yeah it was probably uh, about two years in year and maybe less year and a half two years in um 
like I said, I became the face behind this probiotic. You know, the reason I was able to sell it online too in the beginning so much and so well before I had any Google marketing in place is because nobody else was selling it online. Well, if nobody else is selling it online and you're selling it online, you're the, you're going to just show up organically first, you know? So I was just showing up first organically in Google just because I was the first one with this, these words, Mm -hmm. you know, and phrases. So, but it was probably, you know, it was like probably two years in that this company microbiome Labs, sent me to Italy, um, on a trip with their five other top selling practitioners and partners. And, you know, I had been, I worked my butt off in the beat. I still do, but wow. I mean, to build this business in the beginning, I mean, I was just constantly working. I mean, I was just working. That's all I did, you know, 10, 12 hour days every day. Just, I wanted to build a business. And when I went to Italy, I had this little breather. I had this little like nine, 10 day breather of like, okay, now I'm selling microbiome labs, their whole line, they've since added six, seven more products to their repertoire and they're all selling great, you know? And I just had this breather and this, these, this time to reflect with peers and, and colleagues, um, to really think about what I wanted to do and, and my vision. And, um, I kind of think I decided at that point when I had time to like get away from the day to day, you know, and just sit and think about what, what direction I really wanted to take it. And that's when I really kind of saw like, well, there's like a real opportunity here to add more products and mm-hmm. more companies of these practitioner only companies, just like microbiome labs, just like this company that sell amazing products. And why don't I just try to do that all in one place? Mm. So it was really not that long into my business. It was probably not even two years. Yeah. That, so it's about you know. 2019. Yeah. And you start thinking bigger. Yep. Uh, what are changes at that point? You mentioned that you might've already had a warehouse and a storefront or something. To I that didn't it. quite have a warehouse yet. Okay. I didn't, not a, I had a commercial space, commercial space, but not a, like here I have a warehouse at this point. But yeah, I mean, at that, at that point I, 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 you're, you're back from Italy and you're thinking, what changes do I need to make? Yeah. In my business? Well, and then I just, I start getting more accounts. I start adding more vendors. So it's, it's perhaps outbound communication into vendors that fit your ethos, fit the vision. Yep. Um, what, so that's supply side. You're like, yeah. right, we're going to get more products. We're going to yep. fill out bigger, the product. Bigger commercial space mm-hmm. soon after that. Bigger Was space. Was it in Nashville or you in Nashville no. at the time? Nope. Um, let's see. This... I had moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee for a couple of years after this, the business was built in in Albuquerque, New Mexico is where I launched the business, mm-hmm. moved to Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was only selling like six products at that time. So I was I was actually driving around the country with an, an SUV full of product and I was fulfilling orders out the back of my SUV before it got before it. Yeah, it was wow. it was wild, but I was like totally being a gypsy trying to figure out where I wanted to land to grow the business. Yeah. So I ended up in Chattanooga, Tennessee for a bunch of reasons and um got a bigger space there and that's when I started adding all the vendors, more mm-hmm. vendors. And then um had a bunch more growth spurts, moved the business twice in a period of 3 years there. And then decided to come to Asheville because I'd kind of always spent a lot of time here 20 years ago and I'd always wanted to come back here, came here and, and, um, had a different space and then outgrew that. And now I'm here. So it's just bit by bit, yeah. you know, and operationally you mentioned, you know, folks on your team, what does the organization look like today? Today? Yeah. It's, we have a pretty minimal crew. I yeah. mean, I have, um, you know, employees, workers that do orders sure. here at Ernest. So I have fulfillment mm-hmm. taken care of. I have a marketing guru, genius guy that handles everything on Google. Um, of course I've got an IT team. So a lot of my workers are remote. Mm-hmm. I have two girls on customer service. We answer, they answer phones all day long. The phone rings all day long now from nine to, um, three, um, well, nine to five really is, but they answer phones nine to three, um, emails nine to five. So yeah. And what else? What else? Who else? Um, yeah. And some, 
you know, digital marketing kind of thing, people that work on the side and do things. Yeah. But that's really about it. I mean, that's about it. That's huge. And yeah. I imagine some of that is con- most contract work or. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, my, um, you know, my customer service girls are on, on payroll wow. for sure. Okay. And my, my Google guys on payroll, but a lot of it's contract labor. And Google is the preferred platform. Facebook meta, not, you're not necessarily running ads against that. No. Amazing. No. Um, I'm gearing myself up to try to do social media. I'm tr- I'm like, I can do this. Should I do this? I feel like I, w- I could reach even a lot more people and grow the business even more if I could Maybe. just get over it. Well, you know, you know I mean, you don't, should is a, should's a funny <laughs> word. Don't, you know, I got a, a mentor of mine says, don't shit on yourself. Uh, <laughs> well, that makes me think, um, what does an email list look like for you? Is email marketing a big yeah, part of the business? Yeah, we do, do. We do. We do do email marketing. I send out weekly sale campaigns mm-hmm. every Wednesday with like discount codes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have an e- email list of, we're over 50,000 now. Yeah. So it's substantial. Sure. And that certainly helps. I mean, our sales every Wednesday are a big deal for my my customer base. We have a really high return rate. So um you know, just most of my customers are repeat customers because I, I, I said once I started to, that I wanted to go the e-commerce route and really do it that way. I, 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 I knew that I would not do it unless I had the best of the best customer service. Unless yeah. you had people actually answer the phones, it's not a phone maze. It's like you get a hold of a human. Mm-hmm. Both girls that I have are girls that um, were actually once um, patients of mine wow. that I worked with. And they have incredible stories, like health journeys to to wellness that I was I got to be a part of. And so, if you call my company and and people do very sick people call every day and they're asking questions about product and this and that, and, you know, they just start talking. They want to tell their story. They're often alone and sick, or you know, wanting to 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 get comfort or relate or whatever. Mm. And, you know, the first thing my girls say is, I'm so sorry you're not feeling well. Mm. Or I'm so sorry that you're struggling. And that was really important to me that that's the first thing you say. And so um, we have built, we have over a, a thousand reviews on, on Google and they're all just absolutely amazing. The reviews mm. are just stellar of like, this is the best customer service I've ever experienced in my entire life. And we've promised free same day shipping. So I order and my supplements are at my house in two days. Like I order and I get a tracking number within 20 minutes, you know, and that I know what it's like to be sick and need my supplements like now, like I need them now or 10 minutes ago. Sure. And so that's really those things I feel for me have done way more than a social media presence would ever do. I mean, it's just real. You know what I mean? It's real. So. Oof. We interrupt this episode with a horror story, an e-commerce horror story that my wife, Sarah Upertaccio, experienced, but I'm going to preface, she's not alone. You might be an e-commerce store owner. You might have a friend who's an e-commerce store owner. And uh, this story is universal, though specific. Sarah, please take it away. Yeah, well, I own a small business called QB Cucina, and we sell Italian pasta tools and kitchenware. And in our previous space where we were fulfilling from, one day my employee was packaging up a bunch of packages to ship via UPS, and UPS did not pick up from this location. And so she was going to package them up and take them out to the car and drive them to UPS. Well, it was raining a lot that day. As it tends to here in Asheville. Yes, as it tends to here in Asheville. And on her way, taking the dolly out to her car, uh, some packages just flew off the dolly were soaking wet she was soaking wet and then she had to repackage them like go back up to the office and repackage them because they were ruined and and couldn't be shipped out so yeah and uh a i'm so sorry to hear that story that's a heartbreaker now you don't have to worry about that happening anymore because you work at Ernest ready made warehouse and they have daily pickups and deliveries from FedEx, UPS, and USPS. Yes, it's like it's like suddenly we have a valet and concierge at our fingertips, which is amazing. Um, they have daily pickups from from all the major shipping carriers, and they have a huge loading dock, so we can receive our shipments very easily, twenty four hours of the day, every day of the week, which is amazing. To learn more about Ernest, 
ready-made warehouse, visit makingitinashville.com forward slash Ernest, E-R-N-E-S-T. We have uh, all sorts of information about this season, about our sponsor, Ernest, ready-made, and uh, offer a very special incentive for those of you who are small business owners in Asheville who could benefit from this facility. Back to the episode. Hard to argue. Being a human with humans is always seems to be a good yeah. uh, good business yeah. practice. When when thinking about maybe the evolution and next steps, right? So you've mentioned maybe social, but not necessarily sold on it. Um, what are some things that maybe you are sold on? So um, like you're doing fulfillment out of earnest like simplifying streamlining ramping up i don't like what are what are the targets for the back half of this year yeah so targets well i am um launching a whole new company <laughs> i'm building a whole new business we're 48 minutes in according <laughs> to my clock and we got a new company okay what's what's happening yeah well i can't talk about all of uh, it okay. but i will just say that yeah i'm launching my own uh my own supplement company I'm, build, I'm bringing some products to market and some very, very unique things that don't exist yet. Mm. So I even have a, um, I have a lab with chemists, believe it or not. I have, I have contract chemists that are working on some, I mean, things that I'm just, I am pinching myself. And so that's um, in the works. Cool. Um, they're still working on synthesis of molecules and all kinds of, of, of crazy Very low level science. Yeah. Things. So I, I just, I couldn't be more excited about that. And so that's really the trajectory right now. Um, I, I'm always growing digestive warrior. I'm always adding new vendors. I just opened up a new account this week with a new company. Mm -hmm. So I'm always growing, um, and trying out new products. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, it, it's, a it's a playbook that I think has been used in most every industry. It's like build a marketplace identify the things that are working that resonate most with your audience, make a version of that. Like that's not necessarily new. No. Um, but, and it makes sense and it is, it's like a, it's, it's an inflection point. It is a major turning point in a business to attempt to pull that off. Um, yeah, it's more work than I ever, you yeah. know, than I ever dreamed. That's, that sounds, <laughs> sounds right. Yeah. Um, when thinking about like growing the business, there's supply side growth, right? So you're more closing new vendors, building your own proprietary products. Um, how do you think about demand side? Like what, with social media not being the focus, is it, you know, ramp up digital ads further and more mm -hmm. with Google guy? How do you think about We demand? did just ramp up. We just did pivot and decide to throw a lot more spend at Ed marketing and that has definitely increased sales for right. sure so that is something that we do from time to time there's this really tricky there's a sweet spot with spend with google you know and i always say like i actually have the worst boss ever currently because i really feel like my my boss is currently google yeah um and because google they have they'll, they'll shut down a product for language in the description of the product all the time. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. And when they turn off my top sellers because they don't like some medical language that's in there, it's it's a real bummer. Yeah. It's a real drag. And you can fight it and there's you can change any all these things. And sometimes you get it back on and sometimes you don't. Yeah. You know, so um it's a boss that just does not give a damn yeah. about you. Yeah. And um that you can't even like really have a conversation with, you know, there's no negotiation there. Black so hole. it's a hard it, it that's it's one of the more challenging things about an e-commerce business and marketing yeah. with Google. Um but what wh how will we grow? I don't know. I don't know. I'm in this space now where um in the past year I was just kind of overwhelmed like a deer in headlights mm. with the growth. Mm. And then also knowing that I'm working on my own, my other baby now, my this other company, that I'm still kind of a little bit in, like a deer in headlights a lot of days of like, wow, this is all like just more than I ever thought it'd be, it would be. Yeah. And so, um, you know, do I want to grow? Am I, am I constantly looking for avenues and ways and streams to grow? Yes. But I'm also just in this place where it's like, if I, 
you know, I, I, I can, I can handle slow, steady ramp up right now, but I, I couldn't handle like another explosion. We've yeah. had a few explosions where, and like, I'm just not looking for that right now. Sure. I'm just looking for the, what we're doing, the slow, steady. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Oz shouts you out. Like, <laughs> we're, we're burying our heads in the sand. Yeah. Um, heard. I mean, I, I think that's perfectly, perfectly reasonable. And, um, Sounds like uh, if executed, sustainable, right? It you can't necessarily be at a full sprint all the time. Yeah. That said, you know the guy who wins the Boston Marathon runs like four minute miles. So like, who knows? Like maybe some people can sprint the whole time. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's I don't like think most manageable should. right now. Yeah. It's we're in a good space where I actually feel like I have control over it. Hmm. Um, you know, it was a, it's, it, it, the business has been through, as any business owner will tell you, it's been through a lot of changes, a lot of transition. Um, you know, before we got to Ernest, Ernest has been like, oh my gosh, such a blessing, like a saving grace. Um, I had an operations manager running my business and um, for like two years. And the re- whole reason we transitioned to Ernest is because, um, this might is this too much to share on podcast? I don't know, but I know so many business owners have experienced this. I've heard a lot of them talk about it, but he was stealing from me, mm. and he was um, just not really a great person. And and so, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like I knew from the beginning. I knew from the beginning that he didn't really respect me. I just I I felt that, and I didn't go with it. You know, I didn't. You know what I mean? It, it's like. You get those those nudges and feelings as a business owner or just a human, and and I'm learning to you've got to trust that more, you know. And so we um, it was a it was a wow it was a whirlwind of transition and getting here and scrambling to like you know. But all of a sudden, Ernest like I just had employees here. Yeah, I just had employees, so I didn't have to. It wasn't like. Uh, oh, I'm I'm working 14 hour days to and trying to hire and da da da. It was like oh, okay, contract laborers, you know. And this is the place of my dreams. It's like an e-commerce, you know, setup here. It's like you get fulfillment, right? There you get um, uh, the docks, yeah, FedEx, the sh- shipping, shipping and receiving, shipping and receiving, and all the carriers and all the things, and the and the forklifts and, and the, the pallets. It's all here. It's yeah. all here. And so, um, and that was getting harder and harder with a business my size is having a commercial space without shipping. A lot of commercial spaces don't have shipping and receiving. So somebody's got to go to the post office. Somebody's got to go to UPS every day. Somebody's got to go to FedEx every day. You know, so to be in a space that has all that now, it my the my, it's like we could never go back ever. <laughs> it's like a luxury, but it's now it's just got to be the norm. Um, but so the business in the past year has went through loss from that experience and it was hard it was hard lessons learned to trust somebody or at least convince yourself in many moments that you trusted somebody to run your business or run operations at least um and to admit to yourself that you were wrong and you you kind of knew all along you know um so what was that about like what made me you know mm. and so um lessons a lot of lessons learned in the past year as wow. a business owner Shout out to Ernest, and um, that's a rough, Seriously. that's a hard, that's yeah. a hard lesson. Seriously. What um, I, I, somebody, I was calling around looking at spaces because I I needed to move spaces after that happened for a bunch of reasons, and this one realtor woman was like, "You sound like you'd be a good fit at Ernest," and I was like, "What's Ernest?" Called up Ernest, took a look, took took a tour, and I was like, "Holy wow!" I was like. Can I move in tomorrow? <laughs> can you guys? Can How you, soon is too move, soon? Literally, can yeah. I move in tomorrow? And I moved in the next day. Wow. So never looked back. Yeah. Uh, I imagine it helps with that twenty-minute uh, tracking label turnaround. Having it. Oh gosh, it's unbelievable. No. Somebody just drives the forklift every day over to our warehouse space and gets it all, and off we go. Off we go. You know? Some happy customers. Yeah. Wild. Uh, yeah. What a absolute thrill ride! I I'm left considering uh, the what you might have thought we would discuss on mm. an e-commerce based podcast about um, your business. Is there anything in your heart, your mind that you were like, "Oh, I gotta make sure I talk about," and we somehow missed it? Mm, that's um, 
there's got to be something. <laughs> there's got to be something. What did we not? I don't know. You know, it's, um, I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we definitely covered a we lot. We covered a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, my, at, a, at a high level, the things that are like standing out to me is like partnerships, product partnerships. It's um, content, marketing, community building. It's a focus on customer service and quick response Huge. times and Huge. getting product out the door. Never to- underestimate the customer service piece. If people feel like you matter, they matter, what your phone- business grows. What phone system do you use? We just use, we've got, we've gone through three or four different like VoIP systems, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. And we keep coming back to good old Google voice. Voice. That's it. And it just pushes to either of the two folks' phones. And mine just in case so I can monitor and make sure things are good. Yeah. That's it. It's hard to beat. Yep. Dang. Any other technology where you're like, that was a smart thing that we did. So you're on Shopify now. Um, Any other things in the toolbox where you're like, that was a... That's laser printers. It sounds like, duh, <laughs> like laser printers for years. We were just like printing labels on, you know, nice printers, commercial, yeah. but you know, once you discover a laser printer that is designed for e-commerce, I just didn't know that was a thing. How would I know? I just didn't, I didn't know. And somebody mentioned to me one day and I was like, that sounds amazing. And it's like, it's so hard to, for me to understand. I know I know I understand the technology behind it now. I do, but it's like it's just never-ending ink. <laughs> it just always goes. It's just, just, just never-ending. I don't have to change ink cartridges like constantly. Thirty-dollar ink cartridges, you know. So wow, that was um, that was like just such a happy moment. It sounds so silly, but no. I mean, that's a great answer. Yeah. Laser printers. Okay. Um, are there other versions of that? <laughs> I, the the metaphor I think of is like uh, Phil Dunphy walking up the stairs in Modern Family. If you've ever watched it, it's a dad. He's silly. And every time he takes a step on one step, he slips and he goes, I'm going to fix that step. Like, is there anything in your business where you're like, I'm going to fix that and then finally did or haven't yet? I mean, it kind of circles back to what we just mentioned, yeah. but like quality people, people that you trust around your business. I kind of have been doing a whole house cleaning since that dude exited. Um, Like I'm currently in the, in the process of hiring a brand new IT team because I just, um, it, it, I just wasn't resonating anymore. I needed, I need, I need to step up. And so I'm hiring a new IT team. I've gone through, this is my third, you know, and it's oh, it's a you know, it's a big wave of when you switch big things sure. like either a shipping platform or IT companies or develop. You know, it's it. There's always bumps and it's never like just seamless. You know, so um, but I'm in the process of um, you know, hiring a whole new IT team, IT team because you know we're just in constant communication when you have this much traffic on a website there's just constant things tweaking constant issues and you know whatever um and i um you know i think i might i might be hiring a new accountant soon because i'm just not loving like i feel like there's i'm missing something in that relationship you know so it's just like i am learning this year's lessons are to just really have like you know a team players, you know, and people that you trust and that you really resonate with. And I feel like I have really just settled with a lot of the people that I've had work for me over the years, mm-hmm. just like for a lot of different reasons, you know, convenience or uh, hell, even like, you know, I want to help this person. I want to lift this person up. So I'm going to give them a job. You know, I, no, like you, you know, and the, there's great intentions there, sure. but I'm I'm learning these lessons of just finding people that are just rock stars, and they're gonna run your business like a rock star, and um, and and the, there's a there's a base level of respect and trust, and I think, you know, when you were sick, when you're sick for 25 years of your life, when you're really sick, like, am I gonna make it? Okay, I'm. I better get a will in place that level of sick. Um, you, you, there's self-worth issues that come from that. I don't know that anybody who's 
dealt with a chronic illness wouldn't agree with that statement. Maybe there's a few, you know, enlightened people out there that haven't faced that. But when you're dealing with that level of uh, illness for so long and you have these, then you, you, you know, it's like that you, it's almost like you, the people you find and you, it's like that law of attraction thing, you know, which I think they'd take a little too far sometimes, but you know, you, you attract these people. And I think I was in the space for a while with this. And now I'm, I'm, I'm just in a different space. I'm like shining. I'm in my prime. I'm Mm. doing it. I'm like loving myself and life and my business. And I can't believe how many people I've been able to help along the way. And so I think the people that you have surrounded, you know, that are surrounding you are just really a reflection of where you're at, you know, I I would say. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of where I'm at is like this really cool place of, okay, finally, getting these, these people, places and things, Ernest being absolutely a part of that, of like, okay, like I'm good and I deserve, I deserve to have this, um, you know, these, these people, places, things around me that are just going to lift me up Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, pull me down or just feel heavy and weighted. And like, you're just constantly like treading water. I don't, I don't feel that anymore. I feel very different now in the setup with my business. So that's, that's fun. That's a cool place to be, but it wasn't always like that. It's, you know, it's been a road to get there, you know? I think that's the perfect answer to, is there something on your heart that we haven't said yet? And that was, that, that's that was summarized. That. That's it. That summarizes it all. Beautiful. Why? Well, yeah. I am so thankful for your time yeah, today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This, fun. Uh, You're doing we, cool we, things. Well, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. We'll have all the links, um, on show notes pages and on the comments and on the, all the social things, YouTube and otherwise, but, um, what a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. Awesome. Thank you.